communication is crucial for individuals to share and express important ideas. Unfortunately, our communication is often lacking precision, which leads to confusion for the hearers. This confusion can typically result in rejection of some critical Bible truths. It is crucial for us to communicate a precise definition of what the dispensation of grace is, the ramifications of not understanding it being a failure to grasp one's very identity in Christ. Now for our host, Bill Petrie. When a person is trying to communicate something to others, if crucial information is misstated or not precisely presented, there will be a failure to properly grasp what is being communicated, which will often be accompanied by a rejection of what is being said. The unfortunate reality of this is all too often exhibited by the repeated experience of it. Many times, we find ourselves being misunderstood by others and having to say, that is not what I meant, or that is not what I meant to say. We unintentionally lacked precision in what we said, and it contributed to a misunderstanding. On the other hand, at times, we can be carefully explaining something to someone only to find ourselves perplexed by the apparent inability of the other to clearly understand what we are trying to say. They seem to have some other idea in their heads as to what we are saying, rather than what we know we are trying to say. They seem to fail to grasp what we are saying, and often, jump to inaccurate conclusions because they misconstrue things. Such experiences are frustrating, to say the least. But most of all, they are grievous because the important information we are trying to communicate fails to be properly understood. And therefore, it is rejected. Again. We experience such situations frequently, and they testify to the problems that are often the result of making misstatements or misdefining something on the one hand, or on the other hand, are the results of people not listening carefully and so making mistaken and unwarranted assumptions. We even often experience such communication problems when we talk to others about God's Word and what He is doing today in His plan and purpose. Yet, it is in this area of communication, above all, that we should not want to be the least bit inaccurate or lack precision in what we say. We should not want to unintentionally fail to be explicit when we need to be, and so not effectively provide for the truth's ability to expose an erroneous understanding in another's mind. At the same time also, no one 
should he have an unteachable spirit, which, when challenged on some issue, would refuse to honestly consider whether they possess the right understanding or not. One area of Bible doctrine where we frequently encounter misunderstandings is when we talk about the uniqueness and distinctiveness of this present dispensation or administration of Gentile grace. The secret character of this dispensation or administration and Paul's special apostleship in connection with God's disclosure of it are things most Christians either are plainly ignorant of or they miscomprehend. Unfortunately, a contributing factor to this can often come from us who do know the truth about this disp dispensation and do rightly divide the word of truth accordingly. Sometimes we unintentionally lack precision in our definition of what the dispensation of grace is all about. And in so doing, we fail to accurately communicate the proper understanding. Since what already prevails among Christians to begin with is an improper understanding of this dispensation and when it began, if we fail to be precise in our definition of it, then a lack of proper comprehension and unwarranted rejection of what we say is all that will result. Though this is something we should be careful not to be contributing to. It goes beyond the capacity of this podcast to address this issue completely. But one of the ways in which we sometimes fail to properly define this dispensation or administration of grace is when we talk about God now dealing with us Gentiles. Sometimes, by not being precise in what we say, we give the impression that what this dispensation of grace is all about is that God is now simply saving Gentiles. By not being explicit and clear about how God is dealing with us Gentiles today and the nature of his dealings with us, it comes across to others as if the simple salvation of Gentiles is what we are saying the secret revealed to Paul is all about. God is saving Gentiles today. That is true. However, the saving of Gentiles per se is not what the revelation of the secret committed to Paul is all about. It is not what this dispensation of Gentile grace is all about. God's program with Israel 
called for the saving of Gentiles. Israel's prophets bear repeated testimony to the salvation of Gentiles, which God would bring to pass. For example, Psalm chapter 67 and verses 1 and 2 state, God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Selah. We read in Isaiah 40, verse 5, that thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. And still later, in chapter 42, in verse 6, Isaiah the prophet tells us, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thine hand, and will keep thee, and give thee a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles. That God would be saving Gentiles, and that the Gentiles would be mercifully dealt with by God is clearly not something that is foreign to God's program with Israel. In fact, as Paul himself points out, that the Gentiles would glorify God for his mercy in connection with Israel is just what their program looked forward to. Does not Paul state in Romans chapter 15, verses 9 through 12, yet the nations are to glorify God for his mercy according as it is written? Therefore, I shall be acclaiming thee among the nations, and to thy name, Shall I be playing music? And again he is saying, Be merry, ye nations, with his people. And again he is saying, Praise the Lord, all the nations, and let the peoples laud him. And again Isaiah is saying, There will be the root of Jesse, and he who is rising to chief of the nations. On him will the nations rely. It is not truly precise, therefore, to describe this dispensation or administration of grace simply as God now dealing with us Gentiles. Israel's program called for that with preparations for it, even being made when the Lord commissioned his apostles just be re before returning to heaven. Does not Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and 19 state, Going then, disciple all the nations, <clears throat> baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to be keeping all, whatever I direct you. And lo, 
I am with you all the days till the conclusion of the eon. Amen. And again, we read in Mark 16, verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world, herald the evangel to the entire creation. Even Luke records similar thoughts in Luke chapter 24, verses 46 through 47, where we read, And said to them that thus it is written, And thus must the Christ be suffering, and rise from among the dead the third day. And there is to be heralded in his name repentance for the pardon of sins to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Luke will reinforce this thought in the book of Acts. In chapter number 1 and verse 8, he writes, But you shall be obtaining power at the coming of the Holy Spirit on you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in entire Judea and Samaria, as far as the limits of the earth. Unfortunately, because so many Christians think that just because the Gentiles are mentioned, that it must be a reference to God's dealing with us today, they mistake those commissions for our commissions and for the beginning of this dispensation of Gentile grace. But God dealing with the Gentiles per se was not a secret which was hid in God and kept secret since the world began. But this dispensation of Gentile grace was a secret and not made known in eons and generations past. Just as the Apostle Paul repeatedly asserts to us, for example, we can read Romans chapter 16, verses 25 through 27, and it reads this way. Now to him who is able to establish you in accord with my evangel and the heralding of Christ Jesus in accord with the revelation of a secret hushed in times eonian, yet manifested now and through prophetic scriptures, according to the injunction of the eonian God being made known to all nations for faith obedience to the only and wise God through Christ Jesus be glory for the eons of the eons. Amen.
In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, the Apostle Paul goes on to state, On this behalf, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus for you, the nations, since you surely hear of the administration of the grace of God that is given to me for you. For by revelation, the secret is made known to me, according as I write before, in brief, by which you who are reading are able to apprehend my understanding in the secret of the Christ, which in other generations is not made known to the sons of humanity, as it was now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets. In spirit, the nations are to be joint enjoyers of an allotment, and a joint body, and joint partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the evangel. You can also look up passages like 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, and Colossians 1, verses 25 through 27, and probably a few dozen others as well. Therefore, this dispensation of Gentile grace must be something more than God simply deal, dealing with Gentiles. And I'm here to tell you, it is. We need to be plain and clear on that to always adequately provide for the truth's ability to expose mistaken ideas. Properly defining this dispensation of grace, therefore, requires us to plainly describe its secret character so that the uniqueness and distinctiveness of what God is doing today, in contrast to his program with Israel, clearly stands out. Such a definition would include such things as the following. One, this dispensation of Gentile grace was a secret, which God kept hid in himself from the beginning of the world. It therefore was not known by the prophets and is not the subject of their prophecies. Two, God revealed this new dispensation to and through his new apostle Paul. The apostleship of the twelve before Paul pertained to Israel in fulfillment of the prophets, and their commissioning by the Lord was in accordance with Israel's program. Three, God is dealing with the Gentiles today, despite Israel, and not 
through their agency at all. Israel's program has been temporarily set aside by God, and he is not now dealing with us Gentiles in accordance with it. Therefore, we are not under any aspect of Israel's program, including any aspect of the Mosaic law. And the Mosaic law cannot be separated into different compartments. The Ten Commandments are part of the Mosaic law. If you want more information on that, just see our podcast titled The Sabbath. Four, this dispensation is a dispensation or administration of God's grace to us Gentiles. He is dealing with us purely based on his grace and not in fulfillment of any covenant with us, nor in deference either to us, Israel. Instead, God is graciously being long-suffering and offering salvation to us before he begins his day of judgment and wrath. Five, in this dispensation, God has made Jew and Gentile both one, with no difference between them. The Gentiles' far-off status in time past does not now exist. And six, in this dispensation, God is making one new man, a new creation called the church, the body of Christ. Its purpose with God pertains to the celestials and the reconciliation of the celestial realm to himself according to the secret of his will. The beauty of this is that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the celestials. It saddens me that so many Christians are looking for their hope to be on this planet when God is telling us very clearly our hope is in the celestials. It is Israel's hope that is on the earth, and they confuse both those points. There are other matters that also underscore the uniqueness and distinctiveness of this dispensation of Gentile grace. But these issues, at least, ought to be part of our proper definition of it. Instead of unintentionally lacking precision in our description of this dispensation, we need to be alert to the issue of being intentionally explicit. In view of the adversary's attacks against Christians, which is designed to produce doctrinal confusion 
and corruption in the mind. And in view of the prevailing tendency among Christians to possess just vague and shallow understandings of Bible doctrine, it is essential that we do not unconsciously indulge either situation. Instead, through an accurate and precise speaking of the Word of God, let us provide for the effectual working of it as we endeavor to stand for the truth and to enlighten all as to what is the administration or dispensation of the secret, which has been concealed from the eons in God who creates all. God bless and good day. We want to thank you for listening to this week's Differing Things podcast. If you would like to get more information about the Bible, please check out our website, www.beacon-ministries.org. Do not forget to join us next week for a new Differing Things podcast. Thank you.